Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Four free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Well, good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Kelly Sander. We are in the Southern Bancor Studios here in Hattiesburg. We're glad you're with us uh, wherever you're tuned in this afternoon. Opening segment of the show sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Great supporters of USM and great supporters of the Eagle Hour and a great place to cater your next event. Whether it's large or small, Dickies does a fantastic job with catering, and uh, they're just waiting for your phone call. Whatever your situation is, uh, we're sure that Dickies can find the appropriate catering uh, deal to make your event very, very special. Jack Duggett, Sports Information Director for the University of Southern Mississippi, joins us today on the Eagle Hour. Jack wrote a, uh, I thought, a very good article uh, earlier this week called Telling the Story of the 2022 Southern Miss baseball season. So I asked Jack to come on and talk a little bit about that. The opening line says, have you ever read a great book that told a riveting story, but the ending left a little something to be desired? Well, if you have, or even if you haven't, let us introduce you to the 2022 Southern Miss baseball team. And it says, wow, what a story. Jack Duggan, you're exactly right. And uh, over the past several years that we've had this show, you and I have, uh, Talked a lot about baseball. Enjoyed uh, the Southern Miss baseball program immensely together. But I don't. I don't know that there has ever been a season uh, with more drama, uh, with more success. Uh, w- that is a better story than the 2022 season. Well, certainly, Bob. I mean, just uh, the ups and the downs, and uh, it was it was a fun ride. I tell you, with uh, you know, there was that that time in April where we won 15 straight games, and you didn't think we'd ever lose again, and. Um, you know, it was, it was a team that it was a team that uh, had a lot of success, and uh, it was a, it was a fun one to watch. That's certainly for sure. All right, let's start with chapter one, and uh, I think this just says a lot. Forty-seven wins, tied for the second most in school history. Fifteen, uh, a school record, fifteen straight wins from the end of March, uh, halfway through April and the team now correct me if I'm wrong but I think I'm right is the only division one baseball team in the country with six straight 40 win seasons that is correct we were we we did trail Dallas Baptist um they had seven or or, yeah they had seven to start the season but they uh uh, they did not. Uh, they did not win forty games. Believe it or not, they. I think they were thirty four, twenty two, and one. Uh, they went to uh, Austin for their regional, and I think they went. They may have gotten one win, but uh, yeah, they finished with thirty four wins. So there's only I think four programs that that have had 
four or five um, uh, 41 seasons in a row. It's us, it's Ole Miss, it's East Carolina, and I believe there's one more. I'm not sure who, it, or maybe Arkansas. Um, that that have at least four four or five forty one seasons in a row, but we certainly lead that with six straight. And it was a suspenseful season, as you pointed out. That thirty of the games were decided either way by one or two runs. I, I got to tell you, I never lived through so many nerve wracking baseball games in my life as this year. And you've clarified uh, that my thoughts were correct about that. Well, you know, it just seemed like every game was tight and. Uh, you know, you, yeah, you're you're talking about almost half the ball games where 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 two runs or less, and that's when a that's when a good pitching staff comes in. I mean, they were, you know, team team uh, with a three point two nine earned run average. They'll finish second in the country uh, in that in that regard, and uh, you know, it's just you know all we needed to do was get enough offense to to score enough runs and, and let the pitching do the rest. And, and that certainly is what we did a good bit of the time. All right, Kelly, that was chapter one. You got any thoughts you want to share with Jack about that? Well, just to to go to Jack's point about Southern Miss having six 40-win seasons in a row, and he did mention that, that Ole Miss has put together a good st- string as well. But I, I still, I'm still a little bit chapped, Bob, with the, with the national broadcasters this weekend when they talked about the state of baseball in the state of Mississippi. Of course, mentioning that the team in Starkville won the championship last year, now Ole Miss won it this year. But nary a mention of Southern Miss. When, when this is a school that has, has put together 40 win seasons, as Jack just so noted, six years in a row, not a mention, not a crumb. I mean, I just don't under... They're, they're just derelict if, if they don't include... If anybody does not include Southern Miss in a discussion about the state of the game in Mississippi. Just an editorial opinion. Jack doesn't have to comment that you just asked what my thoughts were. And Well, Jack, I, I, I hear Kelly's point. I, I'll point this out. I just read an article from uh, Rick Cleveland that he put in Mississippi Today, and, and Mike Bianco talked about there's not a rivalry between two schools in Mississippi. There's a baseball rivalry between three schools because three schools have great baseball programs. Bianco showing uh, a lot of class and, and recognizing uh, the achievements of this program, uh, which, which Jack, we, we talked to numerous uh, sports writers uh, regionally, nationally, uh, locally throughout the year, and uh, to a man, they all, all agreed that Southern Miss has clearly established itself as one of the elite baseball programs in the country. Well, I think, I think that's right. Just look at you know what we've done over the last – you know, ten to fifteen years. I mean, it's it's a program that uh, I mean, it just has just kept getting better and it has improved on 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 every aspect of their uh, every aspect of, of of the program, from the facility to the field, you know, to the lighting, to um, to to how we how we broadcast our games, uh, you know, on on video, you know, web streaming. You know, we we keep trying to improve our product. We keep trying to bring in great players, which I think Scott Barry and Christian Ostrander and Travis Creel and Ben Brewer and and uh, and Brant Jones, who's the graduate assistant, who just keep you know they just keep working hard to try to make this program the best that they can. And and you know it's it's amazing the success that we have had. You know when you when you compare. When you compare the, the 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 resources 
that we have as opposed to, you know, uh, our 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 um, brother institutions in the state of Mississippi. I just think that, you know, what we've done is has has been just uh, just a, a credit to to all the people that have that have put in long hours to make Southern Miss baseball what it is today. And that's not just everybody in in uh, in that building. Uh, right in front of Pete Taylor Park. That's everybody on campus that has that have busted their tail from uh, from the physical plant to custodial services to to our administration uh, on campus that have that have invested in, in 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 baseball here at Southern Miss and and you can see it. You saw it for three weeks uh, in late May and early June. How people around here uh, love baseball. Love Southern Miss baseball, and uh, I think that that what we what we showed uh, was uh, not only on the field but off the field, and and how we how we put together events. I think um, you know speaks volumes on on where we are uh, in terms of of where we want to be. Uh, uh, with our baseball program. And, and very rare, I think it's safe to say, that one school hosts a conference tournament, a regional tournament, a super regional in the span of three weeks. My gosh, that was an enormous amount of work. Yeah, it really was. I mean, it was a lot of 18-hour days for three weeks. Uh, you know, we were only one of, since 99, uh, since uh, the super regionals started, there's only been four schools that have done that. And uh, uh, the first year was Ohio State. They did it in 99. Um Oh gosh, I had it. I had it written down, and now I can't. I can't. I know that Rice did it in '06. Um, there was another school. Oh, Tulane did it in 2000 or 2001. I think it was in 2001. Tulane did it, and then of course we did it this this past uh, this past uh, month. So none, none uh, of those are SEC schools, by the way. Well. <laughs> No, but 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 you know a lot of a lot of the 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 so-called Power Five yeah. schools they all play uh, conference tournaments uh, off campus. You know, um, as we will as we will be doing time. now, Jack. Moving forward, as we will be doing, right? Yeah, from, from what I understand, next year the 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 Sun Belt tournament will be at uh, I believe it's Riverwalk Stadium in Montgomery. That's where they played it. Uh, this past May, uh, they had some rain issues. End up, end up being a single elimination tournament. So, uh, but uh, I think uh, Louisiana won that won that event, and uh, they got into the NCAA tournament. And uh, so, yeah, that's where we'll be. It'll be about a four hour drive for our folks, and um, it won't, it's uh, in downtown uh, downtown Montgomery, which is really nice. It's we've been over there. We played uh, Troy over there. Uh, the last game of the 20 season uh, before the season got canceled because of COVID. We're talking to Jack Duggan, Sports Information Director at Southern Miss. We're going to get into Chapters 2, 3, and 4 of his great article on Southern Miss Baseball 2022 right after this. Quick reminder about Mo Bay Beignet. They're located on Hardy Street right across from the campus. Great beignets cooked to order when you go in. Great coffees, great fans of Southern Miss Baseball. Be sure you check out Mo Bay Beignet. We'll be right back.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, we're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Core Studio in Hattiesburg this afternoon. We're glad you're with us. Campus Bookmart sponsors this section of the show. Uh, Kathleen and her great staff right there on Hardy Street with a great selection of Southern Miss summer apparel right now. You can also shop them online at campusbookmart.net. We're talking to Jack Duggan, Sports Information Director at Southern Miss. All right, Jack, we're going to kind of speed it up. We spent a lot of time on Chapter 1. Chapter 2, final hoorah in Conference USA. Boy, the Golden Eagles did finish their run in Conference USA in style. Uh, They win the league by uh, three games. Uh, Never really were out of first place in the league. And uh, finished the the final five years in CUSA baseball by winning three conference championships and what I think it's fair to say has been a very good baseball conference. I think so. I mean, I, I, it's been uh, I think it's been very challenging. I mean, you, you look at I mean, we had four teams in the, in the uh, tournament uh, last year in 21 and then had I guess two this year and then probably with two more, two or three more that really had an opportunity uh, to get in that unfortunately did not so um, you know, it's it's not a conference where you could just kind of just show up and win games. I mean, it was it was it was it's a tough league and it's a scrappy league. You know, you look at UTSA how how hot they got at the end, and Old Dominion was real good all the way through, and of course Louisiana Tech who won the conference uh, um, tournament. So um, yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. If you had to bring it every weekend, that's for sure. Uh, then comes Chapter Three, winning the regional and. Uh... You know, I, I got to tell you this, Jack. I, I hadn't really talked to you on the show since then to get your input. In all of my years uh, of going to Southern Miss sporting events, I don't believe I have ever been in a more electric, exciting atmosphere than the Sunday night and Monday afternoon games uh, when Southern Miss squared off with LSU. Kind of put in perspective for anybody that may be listening but wasn't there, how electric Pete Taylor Park became. Well, it was they were they were on every pitch. I mean, it was it was definitely special special atmosphere, and you know, winning it certainly certainly helped uh, on that Monday. Well, Sunday and Monday, and um, yeah, it was on every pitch. I mean, the thing that I remember was 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 how much uh, one LSU reliever came in, and and they had. They they gave one reliever so much grief because he he would tap his foot and they would right. they would they would scream the number of taps and then go off before he before he delivered the ball to the plate. I could, quite honestly, I've never I'd never seen him do that before, and I thought it was was really good. And then you know when a relief pitcher got in trouble and he started throwing a lot of balls in a row, they would they would chant a number of balls and. Of course, you know the uh, throwing in the dirt, which is a Pete Taylor Park staple. Uh, you know, made a big uh, made a big uh, stamp as well. So it was uh, it was it was a special special atmosphere. You know, for me, I'm a little I get a little um, I, we get a little cheated in the press box because we're we're in, we're enclosed. Now we have right. some ambient sound that comes in from. A microphone where where it's not dead in there, but but uh, you certainly could tell 
that it, the atmosphere was 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 special. Uh, it was insane, really, all weekend, but certainly Sunday and Monday. Here was my observation: the LSU fans came in, being the traditional LSU fans, they brought a lot of energy and uh, very loud and boisterous. And the Southern Miss fans responded by saying, "No, this is our place, and uh, we we know how how enthusiastic you guys are, but we're going to match that, and we're going to surpass every cheer that you try to." put out during the course of the three games and literally they did jack literally they did they really did and and it was it was fun i mean i i, I mean that's that's why you do it is is that's why you that's what that's why you do it is you want to get into situations like that and and uh we were we were able to do that for for what three or four glorious days in, in june where you know, our fans got to see the highest level of baseball uh, with four teams from around the country, and and we were able to we were able to come victorious. And I tell you what, man, to beat a beat a beat a uh, a team that a lot of people will say are synonymous to the New York Yankees uh, in terms of of brand or reputation or whatever. And, no question. And 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 we were able to beat them two out of three. And 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 you know, quite frankly. You know, probably should have won the third game, but right. it was fun. Well, no it was question. it was it was something I'll always remember. Salty, sure. nasty, tenacious. There, there's so many ways to describe that LSU baseball team, but boy, that they were every bit of all that, weren't they? Oh, I thought you were talking about the fans. <laughs> well, I, all, every everything, but the LSU baseball team was quite good, and that was. Uh, and guys, to get both of your opinions on this, I, as a fan. I just think it was hard to come back five days later and match that same intensity, both from the player standpoint and the fan standpoint. There was so much energy exerted and so much emotion uh, at Pete Taylor Park. Did that play any role in the Super Regional, Jack? You think that it was just an awful lot to it was an awful lot to gear back up for after what we saw during the regional. Uh, who, who knows, Bob? I, I I can't answer that. I'm I. I'm, I don't think I'm smart enough to answer that one. I just um, I, I know our guys are ready to play. I know they were excited to play. Um, you know, for whatever reason, we ran into a pretty good buzz on and 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 an Ole Miss team that was really really hot, yeah. and uh, and they didn't stop after they left here. They no. they kept it going and no, they, but they turned it. Give them credit. They turned they it into a national championship. Eleven and one in the postseason. And, and I think it was the old chicken and the egg thing because the players feed off of the enthusiasm of the crowd, but the crowd doesn't get enthusiastic unless the players give them something to be enthusiastic about. And it all came you together know? in the regional. You know, it, it all came together. It did. And and it didn't cumulatively come together at all in the super regional. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it was as much Southern Miss as as it was I think you have to think Jack's right. You got to give credit to Ole Miss. They were eleven and one in the postseason. They won the postseason tournament. So and and I know and I know it. I know it leaves a bad taste in some hardcore Southern Miss people's mouths that that you know Ole Miss. But look, when it comes to the the baseball team at Ole Miss, led by Coach Bianco, they have had nothing but good words about Southern Miss's program, the respect uh, that the Eagles deserve. So really. You know that's the what I that's the team I look at. I'm not right. looking at the institution. I'm looking at the team. So let's sum it up like this, Jack. At the start of the year, if anybody had come to any of the three of us and said, "Okay, here's the deal: you can win 47 games, you can win the league championship by three games, 
You can host a regional and you can beat LSU in dramatic fashion and send LSU home. And then you can host a super regional. There's not one of us that wouldn't have said, we'll take that deal. That would be a great year. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, I mean, it's it's not like I mean that's the first super regional we've ever hosted. Let's 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 not forget that. I mean that's that's huge. That's huge for our program. That's huge for for our recruiting. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, you know, we're two games away from Omaha. I right. mean, right. you know, and, and and you know, unfortunately, over the years, you know, you know, the all I ever hear about is, oh, when it, when are they gonna. When are they going to bust through? When are they going to bust through to a regional? When are they going to bust through? Yep. Well, you know what? We did. Right. And uh, so maybe I want to listen to that uh, anymore. And uh, <laughs> I know what he was going to say. He stopped. He stopped. I'm right no, with you, No, I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say something similar. But uh, No, you're right, though. That, and that has been the quote-unquote internet criticism. And so that's, that's laid to bed, right? And Jack, I want to—I want from an administrative standpoint. I know you guys try as best you can to prepare for everything that's going to get thrown at you for a, a conference tournament, a regional, and a super regional. In retrospect, now after it's all over with, was there anything that you guys got hit with administratively that you just absolutely did not anticipate, or what would you give the entire staff grade of handling everything that they had to do? No, I—I I, I think that I think I think we did a wonderful job. I think we're geared. To, to host baseball tournaments. I mean, I think we may have gotten a little tired there at the end. Sure. Um, I mean, we had we had you know almost a hundred media credentials out for for the regional. had had about ninety for the super. You know that the you know, the biggest thing for us, at least for me, is you know you know where are you going to put everybody? You know that's. You know, you only got what eighteen to twenty seats in your press box, you know, and then then you 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 got to find a work space for for all the videographers that you have, especially since they can't shoot an NCAA tournament, they have to get it, uh, you know, some other way, whether it's highlights or if we provide it, but you know they cannot shoot live, so and then, and then you got to deal with the heat, and so there's a lot of you know there's a lot yeah. of things that go into it, but I tell you what, you know. Jeff Mitchell was 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 charged with 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 overseeing everything. He did a heck of a job. You know, I think our staff, uh, you know, Jack McDonald, he oversaw kind of the, the the media relations for the two weeks of the of the regional and super regional. Did a remarkable job. Tim Atkinson, our operations guy, was phenomenal. You know, ticketing. You can go on and on, but our, I think our staff. Uh, from top to bottom, did a wonderful job, and 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 we're certainly going to hold our heads high for the for the work that we did. And you too, Jack Duggan, did a wonderful job as you always do. Great article, my friend, and uh, we appreciate, appreciate uh, all that you do for the Eagle Hour, my friend. Thank you, guys. Hey, y'all have a great rest of your day. All right, Jack Duggan, everybody, the, the hacksaw, old, the old left-hander, <laughs> yeah. the sports information director at Southern Miss. We'll be back. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, you know, you hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast, 365, seven days a week on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audible, Spotify, Stitcher, 
tune in, or you can just tell Alexa to play Super Talk Eagle Hour, and the show is always available for you. I want to thank Jack Duggan, great friend of this program, just a really good guy, hard-working dude. I hope he's getting a little rest now that the, the baseball uh, storm has finally passed. And I want to thank him for coming on the show. Fourth Street Bar and Grill sponsors this segment of the show. Great food, great drink, great camaraderie, great memorabilia. And the big game is always on the TV at Fourth Street Bar and Grill. We hope that the next time you want something really good to eat or you just want to have a good time, you'll check them out at Fourth Street Bar and Grill right in the shadow of the rock. All right, Kelly, just to continue a little bit on that conversation, and I made brief mention of this. Uh, you you know, you said you had a bone to pick with uh, – with uh, the SEC, I'm sorry. Well, the national broadcasters who were right. talking about the state of the game of right. baseball in Mississippi okay. and failed to mention anything about Southern Miss. Well, I've got one to pick with the coach at Mississippi State, Chris Lamonis. I pulled up this article that Rick Cleveland wrote, and I want to. And he was talking about the significance of college baseball in Mississippi and and how it's really the undisputed leader. You can read it for yourself at the Mississippi Today. But here's the quote from Mike Bianco. Uh, uh, Mike Bianco, the old Miss coach, of course. The old Miss coach, yes. Uh, the rivalry is great, but it is a rivalry of all three schools because all three of us have great baseball programs. Southern Miss is a national seed and just hosted a super regional, three great baseball programs. And he said that apparently very shortly after uh, he was leaving uh, – leaving Hattiesburg, and uh, and talked to Rick Cleveland uh, about this. Uh, Lamonis was asked about it, and he made no mention of Southern Miss. It was just uh, there's no better rivalry between Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Well, message to Chris Lamonis: the team that beat you badly in Jackson this year is Southern Miss. The team that finished 15th in the country is Southern Miss. The team that hosted a regional, super regional. And we didn't get the, we didn't get the Little Debbie Cupcake regional that – he and his athletic director arranged last year at Mississippi State. Chris Lamonis needs to show the class that Mike Bianco has. And, and Coach Bianco Bianco is a nothing but a high-class guy. And uh, I only wish that Chris Lamonis could show the respect for the Southern Miss baseball program uh, that uh, Coach at Ole Miss. And you're not asking for lip service. <laughs> no, no. You're, you're not asking no. for him to patronize no. the Southern Miss baseball program. All you're asking is to give the program the respect that it has earned. Correct. And and talking about earned, when you look at the, the three major sports programs at Southern Miss, Bob, football, basketball, and baseball, the only program at Southern Miss that has been on a steady, albeit slow sometimes, but a steady progression to the good has been the baseball program from Pete Taylor, where it started out slowly, and then Hill Denson built the baseball park and and um, learned about how marketing and and corporate sales can can help you know raise revenues to Corky Palmer in the first trip to Omaha, now to Scott Berry with you know between uh, Scott's team you know, six years in a row with forty plus wins. This has been a slow upward progression for the baseball program and probably is at its pinnacle right now and really shows no signs of slowing down. The basketball and football programs at Southern Miss have certainly had, you know, the the highest of the highs with the 87 NIT, you know, team with the football team winning the Liberty Bowl and probably playing a near perfect football game and beating Pitt. But those teams have had a lot of 
stub toes along the way this baseball program it's really not it really hasn't it's been a slow no. upward climb and man they're at the pinnacle right now kelly i got a text from one of our listeners that says i agree that espn could have said more about southern miss but they did include them in their listing of teams that had uh more than 40 wins in the last five years i think that discussion was during the Ole miss oklahoma one of the Ole miss oklahoma games so yeah i mean that i i think i saw that actually but but i hear what you're saying i mean uh and maybe we still have a little bit of a chip on our shoulder here. I don't know. I get so tired of hearing about the SEC, the SEC. And it's not the only league in the country. And uh, certainly, as the old Miss coach said, there are three elite baseball programs in Mississippi. And, and here's something else that we kind of want to put to rest. You're, you'll hear some Southern Miss fans, and they, and they don't mean it when they don't mean it literally, but they'll go, man, it, it just didn't end. The baseball season just didn't end it the way we had hoped. Well, the bottom line is there's 301 major league or major, you know, division one baseball programs. The fact of the matter is the season only ends for one team, the way they right. wanted it to. Right, right, right. And that's the team that wins the well, college Southern World Miss Series. was effectively in the Sweet 16. And oh, gosh. If, you, if you look at college basketball, any program that makes it to the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament, it's a huge year for them. Am I wrong? And they're in the money. I mean, am I they're wrong in, about no, that? No, no, you're it's right. It's a huge season for them. That's why they call it the Sweet 16. It's something to remember. And, you know. Uh, you know, so I think if you make the Super Regionals, you're down to the 16 out of 301 teams in the country. That's a pretty daggum good year. And we've talked earlier this week on the Eagle Hour about how important July 1st is, okay, because that's when all the, the transfer portal stuff comes to, Two a, days. to comes to a close. And I think when all the smoke clears after July 1st and you see all the other major co- college baseball teams around the country and what they've suffered in the transfer portal, I think you're going to see that Southern Miss is going to be one of the teams that's not nearly as badly scathed as some of these other teams. Eight. Eight off the LSU team. That's hard to believe after watching them play here, right? And well, and it, and, and look at who they're I bringing think in. Four came off of Arkansas, yeah. out of Arkansas. LSU so. poached a pitcher from Vanderbilt. They they poached the freshman of the year over at North Carolina State. You know the ACC freshman of the year. So money, money, money. So I'm saying once this all and again we we could have a drum bombshell dropped on us. You know at any time now. But when July after July first, when the smoke settles, I think you're going to see that Southern Miss is. is sitting pretty good what do you make of lsu paying seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year for a pitching coach i mean is the money not all, almost become obscene for certain leagues in the country well we talked on the on the football level that when you have a, a offensive coordinator advisor and a defensive coordinator advisor and a wide receiver advisor these are guys that aren't even coaching i mean it's just you got more money than you know what to do with and I think, Jack, one, one point that constantly gets brought up but really doesn't get the, the credit it deserves is how well Southern Miss does with an unequal oh, there's monetary no playing field. There's no question. You know? I forget. I, I may, I've got the numbers mixed up. It was, it was either $4.6 million or $6.4 million that I read was the LSU baseball budget Four hundred and fifty-five thousand for the Southern Miss baseball budget, and Southern Miss put LSU out of the regional. There's there's a perfect example right there. So if if you want a reason to be proud of Southern Miss, other than the fact that you went there, um, you know maybe Congress could take a, a good tip from from Southern Miss as to how to stretch a dollar 
and to get the most value for a dollar because <laughs> yeah. they've been doing it for years. And it's a shame that they have to do it that way. They would rather not. But under the circumstances, I think Southern Miss fans get a really good bang for their buck. And look, on this program, we don't always necessarily speak well of the university if we think that there's something that they could do better. And it's always easy from where we're sitting, right, uh, than behind closed doors at the university. But I just think for, for the, the monetary playing field being as unequal as it is, Southern Miss does a great job. All right. Also, two days from now, it's big for a couple of reasons. The baseball portal finally shuts down. Thank God for that. It's also the day officially that Southern Miss enters uh, enters the Sun Belt. Lee Applewhite uh, directs the Eagle Club for Southern Miss, which is a vital part of uh, Southern Miss's fundraising. He's going to join us Friday uh, to talk about uh, the importance now as you move into this new league of keeping up with the Joneses, so to speak. You know, you you've got to you got to be able to match South Alabama's facilities, Lafayette's facilities, and and that takes money. Patrick McGee will be joining us as well. But uh, interesting topic with Lee Applewhite uh, Friday because now probably fundraising is more important than ever. And as Southern Miss fans, you you all hear this, right? When you're at your tailgate parties or or sitting up in the stands, you all hear people say, well, as soon as they move to a different conference and start bringing in some good teams, then I'll start writing checks. Well, let's see. (laughs) Exactly. Get the pens and paper out. (laughs) That's my point. All right. is Here you go. They're in a new league now and have to keep up, so write the check. Same thing with buying football tickets. Well, if they played somebody beside Texas El Paso, I'd go instead of going to the downtown festival that Saturday. Well, okay, regional teams are coming in here. Put the festival off till there's not a football game and and get your butt in this football stadium. And if you're not going to go, give them to somebody who will, because I guarantee you, if you ask some people, look, I've got four tickets, who would just like to have them? You'll have ten times the number of tickets that you have people asking for those tickets. Pathetic in a community this large that you can't fill up a 36,000-seat stadium. Pathetic, really. (laughs) Now, now look, sometimes it's tough when it's 96 degrees outside and you're dripping sweat. Of course, it isn't where I'm sitting. Up in the executive lounge, of course. You know, in the air conditioning with of the, of course, throwing chicken wings down to the poor folks with Tad and Muffy. <laughs> with Tad and Muffy <laughs> and the seventy-five children running around in the hall. Oh yeah, don't forget them. <laughs> yeah. Our buddy Patrick McGee, well, he's normally on the show on Wednesday, but we found out earlier today he had, a, a I guess, an emergency appendectomy. And uh, as I've been a little under the weather, needless to say, but uh, Patrick's scheduled to come back on the show 
a fry. It must be that New Orleans living catching up to old Patrick Kelly. Yeah, well, this little too spicy. <laughs> you know? a little spicy in a lot of ways down there in New Orleans. If <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? In a, in a bad way. Yeah. Uh, well, I did communicate with Patrick today, though he's on demand, and uh, we'll look forward to having him back on the show. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to be talking about uh, Southern Miss uh, baseball players in pro baseball right now, AAA. Uh, we're not going to reveal it all, but they're four in uh, AAA, uh, two in AA, four in high A, one in single A. Clarify the difference in those levels, Kelly. What's the, what's the difference in a in a kid that's playing AAA and one that's, say, playing AA? Well, if you want to put it in NASCAR terms, AAA would be the Xfinity Series. All right, you're, you're, one, you're just – you're getting your the miles put on your tires so that you can make the jump, you know, to the to the big league. So you're one one step away. So it, and and it just goes, you know, alphabetically. One A is is that first step. The the rookie leagues they send you to, you learn about, you know, the operations of of everyday professional baseball, and you you know work mechanics and work some things that they they think where you're deficient. And then you got, you know, the A league, and then the high A. All right, then you go to double A. And you just work your way. Ideally, you're going to work your way up that ladder. And I know most players would like to be in the big leagues by 25 or 26 at the latest, believe it or not. Right. Well, is there a big jump from single A to high A? Not, not a big jump, no. But, but the, the high A guys are going to be on more of a fast track. Uh, the, the high A guys are ones that they've got probably a little more money invested in. The major league team has a little bit more money invested in, so they want to get them up that ladder a little bit quicker but you have to be careful too that you don't that you don't rush you don't rush things uh, to where guys get get injured or you put them on a stage that they're just not ready to compete at because so much of it is mental i know spencer torkelson with the tigers you know he was like the big number one pick out of uh one of the arizona schools there and man he oh he was a big masher in college and then they rushed him up to the major leagues and i think he was hitting a buck 18 and it started messing with his head a little bit you Mm -hmm. know um it's a big jump from from double a to triple a more so yeah because some of the triple a guys were in the show at one time so you're so you're seeing guys that know and have played major league baseball mm-hmm. so i'd i'd say that's that's probably the 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 biggest jump and occasionally you're going to get a guy go straight from double a to the majors but those are usually guys that are on rehabilitation assignments after injuries and Max Scherzer, for example, with the Mets, he was down pitching with their Double A team after some injuries, but they'll they'll shoot him right back up to the. So major a triple a, a a good Triple A team beats the best college baseball team. Oh, easily three out of four games. Oh yeah, yeah. Double A. Um, probably still. Probably. Still. Probably still. But okay. but obviously a little little bit more competitive. But, I got you. But the fact that Southern Miss has, and, and I don't know that Southern Miss has ever had this many in the system. Not just with any one particular team, but in the system cumulatively all at once. And that, that shows you 11. part of the health of the program as well. 11. Is that, is that major league teams are learning that they're being taught at Southern Miss and that they're ready to play at that and level. This is, of course, always something that's very frustrating for college baseball fans like myself. Uh, you, you take a kid that's uh, very young, doing very, very well, but hasn't been with your program very long. And it seems like so many of them want to snatch that first professional offer. You know, when when they – and I'm just throwing out numbers. They get a hundred grand, okay, so, so that seems like all the money in the world. But you and I know that's really not, you know, in the big scope of things. Would you like to see 
professional baseball back away a little bit. But but the kid from Oklahoma the other day pitching, a red shirt freshman, but because of his age and he got the COVID year, he's draft eligible. And it looked like he would be almost for sure leaving Oklahoma. Now, in his case, they said he was going to make three or four million dollars. I get that. I mean. I'd probably even move to Starkville for three or four million dollars a year. Oh wow! But, but that <laughs> I'm on the Mississippi State brand today. I'm yeah, sorry yeah. About that. Uh, uh, address but those would you to like, Bob Getty. Would you like to see them back away a little bit? Well, of course. But it's a free enterprise country. It's a free enterprise society. And when when you're paying when you're paying college athletes a hundred thousand dollars for image and likeness deals, yeah. You know, they're so not now technically away. you could make more money as a college player than you could maybe a, a high A player. Oh, you would. You probably would be. That's if pitiful. Yeah, if, if you're one of those programs. But the idea would be that you work your way up that ladder and make major league money. And, um, and the dream, isn't it? They all have that dream. They well, want to play professional and, and, baseball. And you go back to that, you know, why would a kid jump at $100,000? For one, is he's been thinking about it since he was a little kid. Right. And in, in many instances, he's got mom and dad in his ear saying, oh, this is your chance. You know, if you go back to college, you could get hurt next year right. and then you would get nothing, you know, right, right. and and they get a chance to brag on you. And, you know, Meemaw and Peepaw. And it, it's yeah. just a lot of pressure. You're on gonna make it. And that kind of like the, uh, you know, the uh, little league player who just knows their 10 year old is destined for <laughs> college scholarships, free college tuition. And-, and, and any little league parent that's out there, because I've heard from all of them. And I say, look, if your son is doing at age 18, striking everybody out and hitting 50 home runs a year, you won't have to look for an agent. They'll find him Correct. if That's he's doing exactly it at 18, right. what he's doing right, at 10. We'll get into that in more depth tomorrow. What kids from Southern Miss are playing where? And we'll have some other good Southern Miss stuff for you. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.